This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. You're listening to Sport On, your weekly fix of everything sporty. With me, Sachin. Me, Declan. And me, Eden. Let's play ball! Whistle! Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Sport On with myself, Eden McLachlan and Sachin Subramanian. And for today's episode, we've got a very exciting topic for you guys since we will dive into the wonderful and fascinating world of dodgeball, trying to understand more about the game and also the hype around it. To help us in our task, we are very happy to welcome Pierre Johansson Korvelek, who is a dodgeball enthusiast and has played many times for the Swedish national team. He also is the founder of the Gothenburg Dodgeball Association, the vice president of the European Dodgeball Federation, and he serves as secretary general in the World Dodgeball Federation. A lot of very cool titles, so if we are looking to know more about dodgeball, Pierre is definitely our man. So before we start to get more into the the game, like trying to understand the basics and how it's played, Pierre, would you tell us for how long have you been playing it and how that passion started off? I guess I had a friend, yeah. like like most stor- sports stories. It all starts there. Right? Uh, it all starts I, there. I had a friend and he <laughs> said, uh, some buddies of mine are playing dodgeball in a cage here in Stockholm. Uh, we should swing by Saturday, just afternoon. And we said, all right. Uh, and we got there and there were this whole bunch of people in uh, 80s kind of dress with short <laughs> shorts uh, shorts and uh, sweatpants and the whole 80s look, right? And they said they all had kind of team names and everything. And we showed up in, in jeans. So we said, well, we'll be the Denim Dodge Demons. Uh, wow. So so we started playing and obviously it was amazing it is in this little kind of cage outside. And then after that, we just continued. So every Saturday we would show up at one o'clock and just play dodgeball for a couple of hours and then everybody would split up and it was kind of a little bit of a growing community of its own. How long back was this? This was in 2010. Okay, so it's been about 10 years you've been playing. Well, yes, I I had a a break because uh, after a year I went out traveling in Europe for a Mm -hmm. couple of years and just... Couple of years. Yeah, well, getting back and forth. I, okay. I basically got back to Sweden to get to all the festivals and meet all my friends, and then I <laughs> went back on the road again, and uh, and did some some street performance and stuff like that. Awesome. And, street and performance of circus. Oh. I went to circus school, so when I got out, sounds like it was prison when I put it out yeah. like that. But <laughs> when I when I finished my circus school, I I wanted to try my wings, mm. uh, and I was uh, yeah. Just traveling around, doing doing Europe in essence by hitchhiking, okay. and when I got back, uh, the whole thing has kind of moved on to a different place. And I learned that England has con- had contacted us, and they said, "Oh, do you play dodgeball? Do you want to come to the European Cup?" And you got a call from Ten Downing Street. Well, basically, yes. Cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and uh, obviously, the the guys in charge says, "Yeah, of course," and they showed up in the same dress that they always had worn, like this big little singlets and short shorts. Uh, <laughs> and everybody was in super sports attire and was like doing the real sports thing. And mm. the Swedes were, I guess, in the in the beginning, a, a bit uh, ridiculed. Mm-hmm. But then uh, because of the awesome moves that we had, mm. uh, we got accepted into the community. Yeah. Nice. 
That's awesome. So then you you started. So you started at some point, went traveling, and then you came back again. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So for how long in total are you talking that you've been playing um, playing dodgeball, roughly? Good question.、Uh, adventure a year in the beginning, but starting starting small, like a, a, a training a week or something like that,、okay. and then a break for say five years, something like that.、Uh, then played again when I got back in Stockholm for a year, and then I moved to Gothenburg where I founded the club and stuff. Right.、Hmm. Okay. So we roughly are.、Uh, we- Pretty much talking about like five six years of, yeah, of dodgeball, yeah. dodgeball playing. Cool. So we can assume that you know enough to get get us through all the basics. Maybe not all of them, but like the, the most. What are the basics of the sport then? Okay. So in essence,、uh, two teams、uh, with six persons in each are trying to eliminate the other opponents by throwing balls at them. Okay. If you're hit by a ball, you raise your hand and you walk off court, and you are burned or out or however you like to call it. So you it. need to admit that you just have been hit. You can't just say, "Oh, it missed me." And they're like, "That's a very good question because we have this big essence of fair play and honesty、ah, that、okay. we're trying to promote as well as we can, and it's、yeah. actually doing wonders for for all of our players because、cool. in competition we have six referees placed around the court, but when、mm. we're just training, we don't have time and energy、yeah. for that, so we just play and. Play honestly,、mm. but that honesty is then transferred into competitions. So you're supposed to walk off if you're hit, and if、mm-hmm. a referee sees that you are well cheating,、mm. then he can not pick you off by that. But it will be remembered, and your team can actually, in extreme cases, not be invited to the next international tournament.、Okay. So it really translates well into how you behave and how you, well, behave. Yeah, got it. Right. Okay. So you have to admit that if you've been touched, you just go out. Yeah, and that includes hands, face, hair, shoelaces, clothing, everything. If you're hit, you're out. You're not allowed to block with any any part of your body. Okay. With the exception of when you do have your own ball, you can block with that ball. Okay. okay. So if I got a ball in my hand and someone tried to shoot at me, I can just bounce it back. Exactly. Shield it away, basically. Okay, so you can bump、sick. another ball back, so you can protect yourself with that little ball.、Oh, and、okay. to ease things off, we kind of figured out that your fingers and hands, while touching the ball,、mm. also counts as the ball. Right. Okay. okay. Right. So okay. if you're hit on your fingernail, you don't like, oh, my finger was hit, and you yeah, go off.、Yeah, okay. You just keep on playing, right? But if your arm or your body is touched, even after you block the ball, you're out. Yeah. So all six players have a ball each at the start of the game. There are five balls on court. In total, and you're six. It's just、play. kept in the middle or somewhere. We start with the balls in the middle on the middle line, and you、okay. have to run and get the ball. So you、ah. have to go out and fish out the ball, but you're not allowed to play directly. You have to back up all the way, and then activate the ball, and then go play it. And then the game really starts. However, there is kind of a pro version on this. So you、mm-hmm. go up, you take the ball, and you pass it backwards so as to activate it by, by one of your players that is behind the activation line. That means that you cannot block yourself, so you're leaving yourself totally exposed.、Uh, but you play faster, so that ball can also come faster to the opponents. Does that make sense? Yeah, does absolutely. Okay, so it's a bit of a, the, the sneaky twist in a way. Well, yeah. So the you, fast play. Exactly. So you find the one, the, the one, one person is very fast into your team, just like you run, pass the ball. Oh yes. Oh yes. We we all have our fast members. Exactly. Member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You must love the sport. That person it just goes there, grab the balls, and then goes out. And it's a weird sprint as well because you're running for 
I, I, I'm supposed to know this, but I think it's 8.5 <laughs> meters, and then you have to stop because you're not allowed to cross the line. Mm, oh, you're okay. not allowed to cross the line? Yeah. Because if you cross the line, you can hit each other, and then there's some mm. risk of injury there mm. that we're trying to avoid, right? Okay. So you run as fast as you can, and then you have to break down as fast as you can as well. Yeah. And this activation line that you mentioned, is it the line where you start sprinting towards no. the center line? Okay, no. So, so you have you have the uh, baseline, yeah. which is the bottom line, where yeah. you start, which is basically the line of the court. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that is outside of the court. Okay. And then you have in the middle, you have the middle line, which you're not allowed to cross in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Around that, you have a, basically a three-meter space, where which is called neutral zone, where, where everybody is allowed to be while we're playing, which mm. means I can cross the middle line a little bit to get closer to my opponents to throw at them, but so can they. They can cross the middle line for 1.5 meters to throw at me, which means that there's a little zone where everybody can be. Okay. And then you have the activation line basically in between those, uh, okay. which is mostly used for the rush, for the beginning. When you go and get the balls, you have to activate them. But they're mm. also, when the balls are thrown, they usually end up outside of court. And then you cannot have them brought in in front of the activation line. You have to have them brought in back of the activation line so your opponents know what to expect a little bit. This is all very tactical, but these are the rules, basically. Wow. Right, so question. If I if I get hit by a ball, yes. I raise my hands, I say, I've been hit, I go out. Can I go back in? Absolutely, but under very special conditions, which is the best part, right? Okay. Uh, there's a whole kind of catchphrase around this called catches win matches. And that's because if I take a catch... I thought that was a cricket phrase. but Maybe, know it maybe of... we just stole it shamelessly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe cricket did, who knows? All maybe right. cricket did, we don't know. I'm yeah. not going to lie, it was probably us. <laughs> Anyhow, if I, do, if I do take a catch, so if you throw at me or my opponent and I do take the catch, you as a thrower, you're out. Ah. And on top of that, I'm allowed to bring another player in from my team that is now burnt and standing next to the court. Got and it. we follow the rule first out, first in. So if you're mm. unlucky in the beginning, that also means that you're the first one in when it's super tight and you're one okay. versus one or whatever. Got it. Okay. Oh, cool. So um, you have to catch the ball when thrown at you for you to rescue or bring one of your players back and the thrower of the ball leads. Correct. Exactly. Which means that you have to decide, should I dodge this ball because mm. it's going to be easier to dodge it or should I catch it because that means minus one for the opponents and plus one for us. Wow. Right, okay. That's quite, okay, that's the, the tactical part of it. Are we allowed to shoot? It's just to shoot, are we allowed to kick it? No, you, you're only allowed to throw the ball. You're not allowed to slam it or smash it or kick it or okay. whatever. You have to have control of it before you let it, go, let it go. But I'm allowed to play with my teammates, like to pass it. If, for instance, one of my teammates is in a better position in order to hit an opponent, I'm allowed to pass it to my teammate so he can just like throw towards the opponent. Absolutely. You can run around with as many balls as you can or want to, uh, and you can pass your teammates. You're, there's no amount of steps that are allowed. You can just mm. move around as much as you want, and if you hit your teammate, they're not out. You can only take out the opponents, right? Okay. The only thing is, and this is an extra rule, if I try to block a ball that you're throwing at me, but I lose control of the ball that I'm holding, mm-hmm. that also means I'm out. It's called a fumble. So if you ah. throw super hard and I let go of my ball or lose control of it, 
I'm burned. I'm out. What if I let go of the ball and catch the ball that's thrown at me? Very specific rule. Then, and I do believe I'm right on this one, you have to catch and have control of your new ball before your old one touches the ground. Jesus Christ. It's a lot of rules, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's a little book, believe me. Uh, how big is the book? How many rules are we talking about? Oh, good good question. Um, adventure, um, 60 page, solid, dense PDF Damn. file. Dense PDF file, 60 pages. That sounds all right. The origins fair. of the game go back to the US, I assume, right? Honestly, don't know. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it grew from very different parts of the world, and then it got kind of normalized in okay. in different kind of cultural cultural aspects. Like uh, some have heard about the dodgeball movie, or mm. uh, people have played spökboll in uh, Swedish schools, or ballon prisonnier in yeah. French schools. And mm -hmm. there are different It's versions different of it okay. around the world. Final question before we move into the next uh, section of uh, today's show: um, the ball. How big is it? Is it is it easily sort of something that fits in your hand, or is it a little bigger? So it's get, you know it's a bit tricky to sort of so, hold. So uh, it's essentially as big as a handball. Oh, okay. But it has this cloth on it. This cloth with a bit of um, a spongy thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Spongy Just to material. soften the blow, basically. Exactly. Okay. Which means that it's a little bit harder to grip. Especially oh, for right, me that okay. have smaller hands, mm. but you you figure it out once you try once or twice because there are sems mm. like sewing the whole thing together that you can grip and th then you can have a better control of the ball. He shoots, he scores. So, like, first of all, before you explain uh, all the different competitions you can have from like a national to also like a European level, when do I win a game? And uh, how? So you win by taking out all of your opponents. So uh, when you have removed all the six players on the other side, uh, included uh, including eventual people that have returned on court because of catches, then you win. Or alternatively, you can win when three minutes have passed and you have more players on court than the other team. So one mm -hmm. set is three minutes, and if the set clock runs out, then you win that way. How long do like these matches uh, usually go on for? Like, what's the average time of a match? Let's say uh, the the match is always half an hour with five minutes in halftime. Okay, but you are allowed to take as many set points as you can. So if I win against your team super fast, mm -hmm. then you reset the clock and I start again. So a set can take everything from say ten seconds very unusual, but up to three minutes exactly when the set clock stops, and okay. then you can start really really gaining on points on other team by just winning m more and faster. So it's a rather quick sport. Oh yeah, it's super explosive and you're you're standing still, but when you're moving, you're moving with all the energy you have. Mm. Right, okay, so pretty much you've got like different sets within a game. And so when you have a competition, how exactly does that work? Do you have like, you know, group stages and then you evolve into like um, kind of uh, a draw or is it, is it a bit different? Uh, Yes and yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, Life is kind of answers. <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, you you start uh, well depending on the tournament basically. Uh, in the, in in the Euros that uh, I've participated in so far, uh, we have a, a draw based on previous ranking from previous years, uh, and that is the point based system on your position mm. in the previous three tournaments, uh, the three previous European tournaments uh, with. Uh, declining percentage value 
Yeah. It's technical, but you get okay. it. Okay. Um, and uh, in the worlds, I very much suspect is the same, but I have never had the chance to play in one. We were supposed to this year, but then COVID. But then COVID. Right. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> my pain. <laughs> no, I, yeah. can, I can absolutely relate to that. So you mentioned that there's Euros, for instance. Um, I assume also there's like a Swedish championship inside between different various clubs in, in Sweden. Yeah. How... How does that work, pretty much? Like, when you... Like, for instance, let's say, imagine I'm the champion of Sweden. Is there, like, a European championship between clubs afterwards? Or is it just national for clubs? Not yet. We're very much working on it, to have a, an international league based on just clubs, so that there is another level of competition. Uh, but uh, we're still still leaning on the momentum to kind of get more clubs going in order to make that work and mm. the organization and administrative work behind it. Uh, I know that uh, in the UK they have started and do have a league and they're very active. And of course, we're very, very jealous because we want that <laughs> as well. Right. So you meant, uh, we sort of briefly touched upon the European Championship. Have you been to any? Yeah, uh, I think three or four. Yeah, cool. I think. <laughs> yeah, but but they kind of blur together because we also have something called the Northern European uh, Championship, okay. which is a, a, a weird kind of diagonal through Europe because there's also the Central European Tournament. Wow. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so we've established that it's a rather quick, explosive sport. And um, yeah. then we'd also uh, then presume that the... Uh, number of people who turn up would also... What's sort of the average attendance of, say, like a average sort of game and what's the atmosphere like? Do you mean by training or by competition? Uh, just in a competition, let's say. Um, is it sort of um, like as big as... Of course not as a as big as a football stadium crowd, no. but it'll be absolutely... So let's... Is there any other sport that we can... Oh, uh, Inabundi maybe? Inabundi-sized... Well, sort of. I I, th I think the answer is more leaning towards the location of the tournament because okay. since it, we're still uh, a pretty small sport, uh, our budget is kind of limited as to what venues we can book and so on. Ah, so okay. if you have to book a venue that is super outside on the countryside, mm -hmm. the attendance of any spectators or supporters is obviously going to be yeah. lower than if you're in the middle of the city. Yeah. Uh, so it very much depends on where the organizers of any said tournament are hosting or at what venue and how far it is from town. Oh, okay. Right, okay. So that means you've been to, like, if we talk about European Championship, there, you've, there's been years probably where the, the atmosphere has been way better than other years in the, the stadium you've been to. You, know, you probably have got, like, a stadium you've been playing to that you thought, like, fuck, this is amazing. I love playing there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh well, a lot comes to mind. Um, What's your style at memory as a player? Best best atmosphere you've ever been to as a player? Wow. I know that's a tricky question. You've probably question. been like to, to a three, <laughs> um, depending if you play home or... Wow, I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I could answer that. Uh, much of it, and, and this is such a cliche answer, I know it is, but it's so much about the atmosphere from the players. So that's mm. kind of provided anywhere we are. Uh, the the kind of shared joy of meeting people from other countries that you've played against and partied with and hung out with and got to know in, in such a cool context kind of overrules any venue dynamic that you might have. You just okay. you just put your bag anywhere and you just go hang out. Yeah. Right, okay. Cool. So there's a, a, you know, 
it's pretty much a big community. Like everyone kind of know each other uh, throughout the throughout the games and the competitions, and you just kind of it's a big. I'm not going to say it's a big party, you know, because you go there to you know do a performance. In not going to lie, there's a party. But I can assume there's a party <laughs> as well, and you just like it's not very serious. That's like not a matter of you know life and death, and you know we come with our team, we don't speak to anyone. It's pretty much you come there on your own. You've got your own team, but you've just go hang out and it's like you've seen someone. Oh, I've met, met you on a few tournaments. How's it going and and so on. Exactly. On the contrary, it's much more bringing the new teams to the fold to have, make right. them feel included and yeah. welcoming them in the proper sense of the community that we're genuinely trying to create without this whole uh, exclusiveness or macho kind of culture. Just to have everybody feel that they're welcome and being a, being able to just play and hang out oh right nice. so that will be the the mojo of dodgeball just come play oh, yeah hang for sure out and, uh, uh, the, the motto of the swedish national team has very for been for very long match without macho so that's something wow. that we keep close to heart smooth right <laughs> okay that's super interesting though but there's a, I, I got the feeling there's a, a lot of sport in a way um i mean that try to to bring that idea or that opportunity for people like for a broader group of people to come and go and play and i got the feeling that dodgeball literally fits right into it it's just like it's open to to any kind of person no matter what your genre or you know uh age whatever uh, well on the plus comes. side we are a new sport yeah so we have this kind of blank sheet to work on mm. and we've seen the mistakes done by other yeah, sports and we have I... so much better clay to work with Yeah. Uh, so so we can avoid to repeating those mistakes and can say that's not what we want to do. We want people to behave towards the referees. We want everybody to feel welcome. We don't want that toxic uh, yeah. that toxic ambience where people are being so competitive that it's mm. uh, negative to the mm. to the perception yeah. of the sports from the athletes perspective or from the spectators perspective. Cool. Um, since you quickly mentioned about the Swedish uh, motto, how big is uh, dodgeball in Sweden? If you could put it in a context for us, uh, we have four dominant clubs uh, okay. that are Uppsala, Stockholm, Allingsås, and Göteborg, mm-hmm. uh, where this is played regularly, many times a week, and uh, those are also the the four teams competing uh, in the S- Swedish national championship. Nice. Uh, and uh, we have. Uh, Um, it's be it'll be hard to guess how many members we have, but mm-hmm. I I would I would guess around thirty to sixty times four, oh, more or less. Bad. So we're Big working number. on it, but yeah, <laughs> okay. it, 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 it's gaining momentum since everybody has played some kind of mm. dodgeball when they were kids. So we can just yeah. say, "Oh, have you ever tried competing?" And they say, "No, I haven't." <laughs> and then you can just bring him in. Man, it's been so long since I fucking watched football that I've forgotten how to fucking even complain. You mentioned at first that you started in like ten years ago, then you took a break for quite a few years, and then you come back, and you said that when you came back that seen changed completely like in what way like what kind of changes have you seen from like that time uh, between you started and the time you restarted again so 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 the the biggest change is kind of the the very classical duality between why do i do sports is it because i want to have fun or is mm-hmm. it because i want to win and to me that's a whole spectrum where everybody is placing themselves very individually all along and then every time there's a competition very often then they go up a little step mm-hmm. and when it's an outside playing time they go down a little step so the thing that is happening a lot in sweden right now is that we are creating 
a whole department towards the I just want to hang out and throw balls at people and the whole other department, which is I want to train a lot and I want to win at the highest level possible. Yeah. So the the whole kind of it's not a cut it's more kind of a branching because it's growing and we have people that want not necessarily different things but different things at different times. So when it's competition these people uh including myself are going like I totally want to win and we got to win this at at every cost. Mm. And when it's just a just an open outside yeah. playing training ground you go okay I don't care. I want to dress up like a dinosaur and I'm just going to have fun, right? Right, okay. So you you know, you've been playing like the game for quite some time, so you probably can and you've got quite a fair, you know, responsibilities throughout the game for the various positions you have. How in your opinion you think like what kind of direction dodgeball will take in in the future? I am extremely hopeful. Yeah. That's good. And, and and it's easy because uh, every time I talk about what I do or I meet people from anywhere everybody well almost everybody says I've played some form of that when I was a kid. Mm. So we're kind of working with a structure already put in place where everybody have tried out the sport and everybody is already interested in the fact that this exists. Yeah. It's just no kind of competitive structure has been ever put in place and that's what we're doing now. So in the future I'm saying that kids will grow up and instead of choosing basketball and football because that was the only choice while they really loved the the dodgeball version at the That's cool. at, at gym class. Yeah. Well they nice. can, they can go with that and then they kind of evolve that that aspect of their own sports life. Right, okay. So more people playing dodgeball in the future. That's pretty much oh, what yeah, we're for looking sure. for. That's inevitable. Yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds awesome. So also, you um you mentioned that you're the vice president of the European Dodgeball Federation Correct. and you're also the secretary general in the World Dodgeball Federation. What is the kind of work you're doing? Like what are the things you're trying to to work on? Like to I assume it's to improve and make like the sport probably better, you know, way like, you know, competitions to yeah, uh, have a bigger exactly. audience and so on. Like what exactly are you So uh, are you working it, on? it depends really on on the the project or problem or whatever that we're working on at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. say uh, say last year we we were in, in in good order. We had more teams than ever. It was a huge thing and we said we really have to get going on the whole streaming aspect of the sport so to put it out on the internet more. Uh, which demanded a whole lot of time and sacrifice for a whole bunch of people and we pulled it together and it was amazing but it depends a little bit on on what the biggest obstacle is at the time is it mm. a, a big competition coming up then we're going to put a lot of energy into that is it the grassroots development of a, a new nation that is learning or wanting to know the rules or need balls then we're trying to help them with that or cool. yeah depending on what kind of a problem we're facing we're trying to at least see to that so that the right person is trying in charge of that problem got it and uh, you are also one of the founding members of the Gothenburg Dodgeball Association oh yeah <laughs> nice um <laughs> if someone is uh, listening to the podcast or the show live right now and if they want to sort of approach you say they want to pick up dodgeball as a sport how do they approach you what would you say to them in terms of you know how you can or what's really appealing to you about dodgeball that you could say ah you should come because this is why i go and do what i do like 
I mean, uh, I think I'm repeating myself, but it's very much about the inclusive ambience and okay. that everybody's welcome. So that's, in essence, why I play dodgeball, because the crowd is amazing. In terms of preparation, I would suggest having a pair of trainers. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, if you wear glasses, wear lenses. Because there's still <laughs> balls coming towards your face. Yeah. They don't hurt, but we don't want any glass in front of the face when True. that happens. Uh, not that we've had any problems with that, but we're still trying to prevent it. Mm. Uh, and if you ever want to play, well, just hit us up. Uh, we are on Facebook on Gothenburg Dodgeball Association. There's a whole team page. And then we have another little group that you get invited to once you start coming to trainings, mm. just so you figure out if there's yep. any differing in the schedule or whatever. You can just email us at the Gothenburg Dodgeball. Uh, at gmail.com cool and uh, otherwise uh, yeah I mean there's uh, you can find us through dodgeballsweden.com okay. which Dodgeball is Sweden. Uh, yeah it's nice. the national federation which kind of helps out kind of gathering all the facts yeah. about training center. how many active members do you have right now versus pre-covid or what was it like pre-covid let's say that I'm, I'm pretty sure because of all the restrictions a bit tricky now to practice and stuff but what was it like before the lockdown and the whole covid thing happened like was it pretty active how often would you practice well i like that i'm, I'm gonna just reminisce and just okay. go back a couple yes. of months and just pretend that Please this do. never happened yes. right yeah. we, need, uh, we need a jingle for that right <laughs> <laughs> uh well i i think we had around 30 members That's uh and uh, then there's the criterion for that. So they have to be active paying members or have their mm. members registry in order uh, and also be active and also mm -hmm. be playing. Otherwise, they don't technically count towards the quota that we're yeah. uh, long term trying to fail to become a nationally recognition, recognized yeah. federation. To give it a more professional feel, basically. Well, yeah. well, yes. And just in order for our international recognition, we'd love to have Riksidrottsförbundet to say yes. This is their national federation, okay. but we need a whole lot of members and a whole lot of clubs to do that because they raised the the kind of criterion for that, which is my big disappointment. Okay, so how many how many clubs and uh, members are we talking about? Well, uh, one thousand five hundred members and fifty clubs. Jesus, right? For That's what I Sweden. said. Well, yes. I mean, you have to have clubs in Sweden, registered clubs in Sweden. Then you have to have a whole bunch of active paying and yes, active members. So there's a whole, there's a big hurdle for us to get across <laughs> before wow, we can okay. we can get towards that national recognition, which will help us on the international stage. Not that we're not allowed to play, but in my capacity of Secretary General, for example, in the World Dodgeball Federation, I'd love for all the countries to have national recognition. But speaking as my Swedish self part, <laughs> I know mm. that that's not always that easy, right? Yeah. I can imagine. Okay, so 50 clubs. How many clubs have you got in Sweden so far? Four. Thank you very much. But we're Four. working on it. We have Malmö <laughs> coming up. We have Idre that is really brewing. They've been brewing for a while. Uh, Kalsta is talking about dodgeball club as well. So it's growing. It's growing. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. And hopefully until then, the Swedish Federation will uh, put the limit of a regular amount of clubs a bit lower so hopefully it will be less than 50 because yeah. it, it seems a lot to be fair and it's just like i don't know because you don't re receive any money from from it uh or whatever nor right. subvention subventions so i guess it'll be it'd be a, be a nice help from like to be yeah exactly to be as a federation but uh that's something we can wish and hope for the future of dodgeball in sweden yeah be a federation <laughs> but anyway pierre thank you very much it was an absolute pleasure to to have you on tonight uh we i got we can say I can speak on on behalf of Sachin as well and say that we have learned a lot and we very much Absolutely. enjoy uh, dodgeball, and hopefully when 
anytime soon, we can maybe maybe come around and uh, and see how he is. Absolutely, you're you're officially invited to come we to are open officially practice. Invited. Wow, sounds so honored. I feel so honored. <laughs> I won't take it easy on you. Don't worry. <laughs> Please do not. Please do not. <laughs> You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.